This thing that I loved so much when I started became a source of anxiety and a source of stress and fear for me. And it was really ironic because I had started this company to raise awareness for mental health and to remind people that it's okay not to be okay. But at the end of the day, running this startup was what was making my mental health worse. You're listening to Filtered Perceptions, a podcast that unravels our complicated perceptions about success and achievement by sharing unfiltered stories of growth and grace. My name is Siobhan John, and join me as I go behind the scenes of the social media highlight reels of creatives, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share honest and relatable truths about self-care, resilience, and creating a life that feels great for you instead of one that looks great to others. Let's start the show. In today's episode, I speak with Kaylee Reed, an inspiring former startup founder turned self-care and marketing influencer, who shares her story of how she chose her health over hustle. Now, at the age of 20, Kaylee co-founded a lifestyle and mental health awareness brand called Wear Your Label. Now, at the age of 22, this business was attracting media from all across North America. And by the following year, though, all of the nonstop hustle had completely left Kaylee burnt out. And she eventually made the decision to walk away from the brand. Now, during this time, as her business grew, Kaylee became a well-known face in mental health advocacy. But behind the scenes, she was quietly struggling with her own mental health challenges as her business was growing. In today's episode, we hear a story about the importance of choosing health over hustle, why it's never too late to start over, the importance of creating a self-care practice that's authentic to you, and how and why it's so important that we don't wrap up our entire identity into what we do. I hope you enjoy today's episode. At 20 years old, you've co-founded a fashion startup, um, which really brought a creative approach to mental health awareness. So can you take us back to that time in your life and what inspired you to create this that brand? Yeah, so I was in my last year of university. I went to the University of New Brunswick and I studied leadership. And during my last two years of university, I had been struggling with my mental health quite a bit. And to the point where I was struggling with an eating disorder um, and didn't really understand that that's what it was at the time. I was very much in denial, but I was really lucky in that the university had really great support systems in place and really great health centers. So I was seeing doctors and nutritionists and psychologists, and I was going to group therapy and doing all of these things on a weekly basis for about a year. And at the time, it was something I didn't talk about at all with anybody in my life. Um, I was dating somebody at the time who knew a little bit about what was going on, but I didn't tell my family. There was very few friends in my life that I felt comfortable talking to them about mental illness. 
And it really goes back to this idea of stigma and shame being attached to mental health. I think four years ago, four or five years ago, it was even more so. Mm -hmm. The past few years, I've seen a lot of progress uh, with things like Bell Let's Talk and just overall media and movies and that sort of thing, really trying to spark conversations around it. But at the time, it was something that was still really difficult to talk about with people that I felt close to. And so uh, I finally kind of right before graduation decided that I was going to tell my parents and that I was going to open up with other people in my life. And around the same time, I started volunteering at a mental health organization. And that is where I met my co-founder. And we basically started a side project at this organization where we were hoping to somehow create these conversations with young people around mental health and how can we make mental health something that's more easy and accessible to talk about and not so much clinical or academic or full of negative shame. So we came up with this idea to basically put positive messages on t-shirts and raise money for this nonprofit organization uh, while also raising awareness for anxiety, depression, eating disorders, different mental health issues. And so what started as a side project kind of quickly was growing and growing and growing. We started telling different professors and teachers that we were working with and ended up getting it as like a, a true side project for a social entrepreneurship course. We were judged on it and we got to actually like do more with it than just what was at this nonprofit organization. And by the end of the school year, uh, decided to apply to a business accelerator program with this clothing idea. And we got accepted. And at that same time, I was like, okay, well, I guess now I have to be open about my mental health because Mm. I'm starting this business now that is all about helping people create these conversations in a a way that's not shameful and raising awareness for mental health. And so if I'm going to be doing that, then I need to talk about my own issues more openly with the people in my life. So it was at that time that I started telling people in my life what I had been going through. And every single time the response was pretty much the same in that people were so supportive but also knew somebody else that had gone through a similar thing or they themselves had gone through something similar that they hadn't shared with anybody. And it became this kind of ripple effect where I would share a piece of my story and then they would share something back or or they would have a friend that would share something. And I realized, wow, like so many people are going through these issues, but nobody's talking about it. And yet we're all experiencing a really common thread here. So that really worked as the motivation to continue building this business, which is now called Wear Your Label, into something that could use fashion as a medium to raise awareness for mental illness and to give back to mental health organizations. And so straight out of university, I dove in full-time, headfirst, 100% into the startup. I didn't have a part-time job. I didn't do anything else. Uh, Just worked on this startup and thought in my head, okay, well, we'll give it a year and see what happens. And if in a year it's a total flop, then I'll go to grad school. But you know, you'll, you never know until you try. Mm -hmm. So put a year of a lot of work and like 
behind the scenes grinding and like the ugly startup stuff. So like literally teaching myself how to sew and we taught ourselves how to screen print, how to code websites, like how to do taxes. Like you're teaching yourself everything with a Google search bar. And at the end of that year, um, it was almost one year we were like so burnt out. We thought, oh my gosh, we're doing this. And like, it's not really taking off. We were in New Brunswick and we didn't really have sales outside of New Brunswick, outside of our circle. So I really started focusing on PR and I was like, if we could just get one PR placement, then this whole thing could change. So I spent about a full month, like maybe two or three hours every day, just cold emailing, cold pitching, like stalking reporters on social media, like engaging with them and trying to build relationships and trying to find the right people to talk to, to pitch the story. Finally, uh, there was a woman from today.com, a writer for the Today Show, that got back to me and she was like, we love your story. We love that you're two young entrepreneurs, both with lived mental health experiences that are now starting this company to help other people with mental health issues. We want to feature you on the site. And it was super surreal because it was like so much work leading up to this that it felt like, oh my gosh, this is finally the thing. So we did the interview, the piece went up. And what I didn't know at the time is how the press world works. So within like 24 to 48 hours, we had every major media outlet emailing us wanting to have an interview. We were featured on BuzzFeed and MTV and Hello Giggles and Seventeen Magazine. And like, the list goes on and on. And that week, we just completely blew up like everything changed overnight it felt like an overnight success to the people from the outside looking in but we had been grinding and working on things for a full year up until that point with like almost no return so it was finally like the reward that we were waiting for so after that week uh things just kept growing really organically so we got invited to show at new york fashion week Uh, we just had so many cool speaking opportunities to go to universities and do all these really amazing partnerships with other fashion brands and with mental health organizations. And that was still my full-time thing for another two years after that. We grew the team to about six people. It was a super amazing experience. And by the end of three years, I was just completely burnt out. Uh, especially I think being in the mental health world and having lived with mental health issues, it's really, really difficult to be an advocate 24 seven. And especially in the age of social media, um, always, always being open to people and accessible to people. So, it was, it was a blessing, but it was also a curse because it, I all of a sudden had strangers emailing or messaging me on Instagram every single day, sharing their entire life story, their mental health story, asking for advice, asking for help. And I wasn't a registered psychologist. I didn't go to school for social work or anything like that. I was just a girl who had shared her story on the internet and mm-hmm a lot of amazing things that happened because of it. And so I was really burnt out as a mental health advocate. I was really burnt out as an entrepreneur. And I kind of had this like semi-crisis moment where I had been living in New Brunswick for about six years. I'm originally from Alberta. 
And I never intended on staying in New Brunswick after I graduated university because it's New Brunswick. (laughs) (laughs) So small. And I loved my time at school there. Like they have a beautiful campus in Fredericton. My school program was amazing, but like I had always dreamed of living in a city And I just felt like my entire identity had become tied up in this startup that I founded when I was 20 years old and had no clue what I was doing. And all of a sudden, my entire life was mental health advocacy and it was running a business. And if I looked back five years, I never, ever, ever would have expected any of that. And it was also not something that I necessarily wished for. Like, it wasn't like a dream of mine to be a business owner. Um, So I had a bit of an identity crisis where I was burnt out. I felt like I had worked myself so, so hard on the entrepreneurship side, but also on the mental health advocacy side. And I just didn't know what to do anymore. So I left my startup. (laughs) And that was a really, really, really big decision. Um, because it was the only thing that I had done for three plus years. Uh, but I knew that it was the right time for me to do something else because kind of as we were talking about, I think before we started recording, um, this thing that I'd loved so much when I started became a source of anxiety and a source of stress and fear for me. And it was really ironic because I had started this company to raise awareness for mental health and to remind people that it's okay not to be okay. But at the end of the day, running this startup was what was making my mental health worse. So that was really the decision or that was really the thing that made me realize that I needed to do something else. And so I moved to Montreal by myself and I didn't have any plans. (laughs) And I basically just started fresh. I just started freelancing and seeing what other opportunities there were. I took on a job with a tech startup briefly. Um, I was just kind of dipping my toes in the water of multiple things, trying to figure out, okay, who is Kaylee now? Uh, Which was something that I had a hard time figuring out. And it got to a point about three months after I left my startup that I was like, nope, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I just like gave up this baby that I raised basically. (laughs) And now I'm completely lost. Who am I without my startup? I ended up moving home, like back home with my parents uh, for three months and did basically nothing. (laughs) I drank a lot of wine. I watched a lot of Netflix. I went out with my siblings and like really reconnected with my family. And it was my first time living in the same province as my family for almost seven years. And it just reminded me how important family is and how at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you're doing um, business wise or how successful you are, unless you have somebody there to support you and to share that with. So At this time, it was like January 2018, and I made my New Year's resolution was to only take on work that made me truly happy and that I truly loved, and what I found that thing to be was influencer marketing. So throughout my time running my startup, I had kind of grown my own personal brand as a mental health advocate, but also as a blogger and as a speaker. 
And I had been dipping my toe in the water of influencer marketing. I had done collaborations with big brands before, like L'Oreal and Joe Fresh and Neutrogena. And I had learned a lot just from uh, managing influencers with my own lifestyle brand. That was one of the things that really helped us grow um, in the last year of the company was building out a really robust influencer strategy. And so I decided to go full in on that niche and freelance with fashion and beauty, mostly startups, um, other lifestyle brands as well. And now that's been what I've been doing for the past six months is is basically consulting on influencer marketing campaigns, uh, building relationships with brands and influencers and executing those partnerships and tracking the ROI on them and educating brands on why it's important to work with influencers that really connect with their products. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's me today is Kaylee, the influencer marketing consultant. And I have so many things that I want to do in the future. Um, whether that's politics or writing a book or going back to school But for now, I'm just like enjoying the process and trying not to let work burn me out ever again. I love that. That's such an amazing story. And especially how you talk about the fact that, you know, you created a brand where it was meant to help support others from a mental health perspective, but realizing that that brand was also impacting your own mental health and your own personal health and making the decision and having the courage to walk away from that is very powerful because I think sometimes it's so easy to have our identity become uh, the brands or the businesses that we we create like as you mentioned you had a lot of media attention there was so much exponential growth and it looks like from the outside like hey Kaylee is goals and everything is like going so well uh, but people just had no idea that there was lots of work you know and grind and hustle behind the scenes um, with you and your team putting things together and also um with mental health exactly what you said that once you open up in that way it gives people permission as well to open up but it can be very um challenging to hold space for a lot of different things where you just don't have the capacity to do that so did you ever find that in that um in the moments when you made the decision to walk away that people were sort of questioning it and being like hey what is why are you deciding to leave or were people pretty supportive of your decision to to decide to leave where your label and focus on yourself and your health? Um, good question. I think everybody in my circle, so my closest friends and my family, had known at that point, the point that I had decided to start talking about about it, because I had made the decision to leave almost six months before I publicly announced it. And I had been transitioning out of the company for almost that entire time before the public announcement. So by the time I publicly Uh, talked about leaving the company, basically everybody in my circle had already known and and they understood and they were super, super supportive. Uh, And then I think for a lot of people on the internet, we can say uh, (laughs) certain followers were maybe shocked by it because I had been kind of the face of the brand for a while and it it was my life for a long time. But the way that I announced it was actually through 
basically launching a podcast <laughs> um, because I have, maybe that's the entrepreneurial side in me is like, I don't just want to tell people that I'm leaving. I want to like make a big project around it. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> so, so I started a podcast called Self-Care Sunday and it was kind of, there was a couple of reasons why I wanted to start it. Uh, not just to say that I was leaving my startup, but because self-care had become this huge part of my life in managing my mental health uh, through all of the stress of running a business. And now having self-care become this trendy buzzword and people, you know, talking about self-care as if it's just running a bubble bath and doing a face mask. I, I really wanted to show kind of, okay, there's, there's more to this than just those superficial and like consumable aspects of self-care uh, for me, self-care has always been like having conversations like this one, talking with other entrepreneurial women, uh, understanding, you know, their struggles and having those conversations where you realize that you're not alone in what you're going through. And I was having a lot of those conversations in the lead up to leaving my startup. And I was basically wanting to document those conversations in a way to just share with other women to say, hey, look, like there's a story behind every single female entrepreneur. There's a story behind every startup. There's a story behind every influencer. And though, even though things on social media might look super amazing, everybody struggles with mental health in some way. And so that was kind of my goal with the podcast was to start telling those stories, but also for it to be like a self-care thing for me. So I selfishly kind of started it. Uh, and the first episode was basically an explanation of why I chose to leave my startup and how kind of how I just described to you how this thing that was my motivation and was uh, 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 my baby for so long um, became my source of stress and anxiety and really did the opposite for me that it was supposed to. So I was telling that story. Um, and I think because I shared that in like a 30 minute podcast episode, everybody really understood why I had left. So I didn't receive any negative feedback. I don't think it was all super, super positive. That's really great. That's awesome. And I think one of the things we chatted about before is that a big difference with self care Sunday is that it's really and truly part of your self-care and it is a passion project mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about like some of the ways that having self-care Sunday the podcast the brand for that is different from your experience of being a self a startup founder yeah totally so when I started it I was really adamant with myself that I didn't want to be starting another startup <laughs> because <laughs> I had just gone through that whole journey over three years and I knew that I emotionally and financially and mentally just was not ready to do a full startup thing again. So I really just wanted to create something that was a passion project and that I could put myself into, but without having the anxiety of, is this making money? Is this hitting certain number milestones? You know, are our followers growing by X amount? Like all of those things that you need to care about when you're running a business because it impacts your bottom line. I didn't want to have any of that stress or fear. And so I created self-care Sunday with really the only intention of, okay, I'm just going to create one podcast episode release it every Sunday. And that's it. Like if I do some posts on Instagram for it, cool. If not cool, 
if I build out a blog or if I do an event or like something in addition to that, cool. If I don't, cool. <laughs> like the only expectation I set for myself was, okay, one episode every week on Sunday that I can do. Um, and I also tried not to have any expectations. So that's really hard when you're used to launching a product or something and like predicting sales numbers, for example, but I had no idea what to expect because I had never done a podcast before. So it was a totally new medium for me. I didn't know if a thousand downloads was good. I didn't know if 10,000 should be the goal. Like I literally had no clue. So I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to put it out there and just see what happens. And it's for me. It's my self-care. Like these conversations are my self-care. This process of editing, which I found out I weirdly enjoy doing, audio editing, <laughs> is my self-care. Um, and I did, I like did secure a couple sponsors for it, uh, kind of just for fun, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it wasn't like my main source of income. But it has been a way different feeling than building a startup. And I've always said, like, well, I could make it into a business if I wanted to. Like, I could find other ways to monetize it. I could really go after bigger sponsors. I could do all these things. But right now, I'm so happy just having it be that pet project because it's really what I need. And I think we live in a culture right now that really prioritizes uh, side hustles and like mm -hmm. making extra bank and like spending your extra time working towards your financial goals and all of these things, which are uh, great and important, but also your mental health is important. And so I was really laying off expectations uh, and just doing it as something that I love. And it's continuing to be that. And like, there's been some really cool milestones with it, but I honestly don't really care about <laughs> those things. It's really so much just about me doing it. And I tell myself like when I get bored of it or like if it stops feeling authentic, if I start feeling like I'm forcing myself to do it, then I'm just going to stop. And it'll just like live as a project that happened for six months or for a year or for however long. That's a very liberating feeling. Mm -hmm. I think we definitely sometimes put a lot of pressure on ourselves that every project or or thing that we do is has to be tied to our our identity for such a you know everlasting time <laughs> when 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 we have the ability to choose and decide and like whatever we are doing it should feel good to do it as well too not to say that it won't have moments where it might be challenging but it's so important to ensure that you are taking care of yourself in that process and that you're creating something that ultimately you still enjoy and that you're not doing it just to keep up appearances or to help for the benefit only solely of others so that's really important well yeah and you know like I think having done it in this way has still really benefited my work life yeah um because it is an extension of my personal brand as much as I'm not trying to make it a business thing yeah. it ultimately does come back to that um but it feels way better and I did an episode on I don't even remember what it was titled a couple weeks ago but one of the things that I was talking about was this importance of, you know, having hobbies as an adult. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because we lose that. We lose our ability to just do something for fun. 
um, because work becomes all consuming because we start these side hustles or we have adult relationships that take up a lot of time or we flunk on the couch in front of Netflix for hours because we're like so exhausted from doing all of the work that we do. And I remember being young, like being in elementary, middle, high school and just singing or just like writing a book of poetry as like a 10 year old for fun. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Just these things that you just do that make you happy and give you pleasure and joy. It's like we kind of grow out of that as we get older. So I really am trying to like bring that feeling back to myself through things like self-care Sunday. I love that. Like, that's so true about hobbies and just play. Um, I think mm-hmm. one of my favorite definitions of play is that it's unstructured time with, with no purpose. It's just just for you. And I think as we get older, we, we push that aside for that's just for children or that's for people who don't have any ambition. But it's so important to have those moments where you're just doing something that's just for you or it has not really a bigger purpose, more so just to help you feel happy and feel good. So that's so important. Great reminders on that. And just as a side note, Kaylee does have a beautiful voice. I did remember you posted something (laughs) on your Instagram a while back and I was like, oh my goodness, she sings too. Yes. So love it. You're welcome. So I wanted to um, transition the our conversation to a section that I'm calling unfiltered chat, which is a little bit of a lightning round of questions. Um, so just share kind of like the first thing that comes to mind um, for you, just to have a couple of questions, nothing too serious. <laughs> All okay. Fun. Good. okay, so what is one book or podcast that you're enjoying right now? Oh, so many. Um, okay, book. I have read this like a couple months ago, but it's one of my favorite most recent books and it's Sapiens. Um, I forget the name of the guy who wrote it, but it's so good. It's basically a brief history of humankind. So like, you know, tens of thousands of years, no big deal. Uh, And it really talks about how we got to where we are now. And podcast is the Rubin Report, a little bit controversial, but he is a classical liberal who interviews uh, people on the left and right about big ideas like freedom of speech. Amazing. Uh, What is one thing that you wish every, I guess, entrepreneur or startup founder that they should know about success? Mm, There's no such thing as an overnight success. Even when it looks like it happened overnight, it's been percolating or somebody behind the scenes has been working for years or months or, you know, there's been things going on before that, that you can, it's so hard to understand just from the outside looking in, but don't get caught up in this idea that like things are going to happen within a few months or a year, even like usually it takes a lot longer than you expect and that's okay. Amazing. Uh, what is maybe something or one thing that you struggle with that people think comes easy to you? Oh, (laughs) um, honestly, social media sometimes Mm. I, and I've been working in social media. Like I ran all of our marketing for the startup for three years. I have done a lot of social media consulting and obviously working with influencers. Like Instagram is my main platform that I work on. So every single day I'm on Instagram. (laughs) Uh, And it's not that it, it's not that it doesn't come easy in the sense that I don't know what to do, but it doesn't come easy in the sense that I mentally don't 
necessarily agree with the way that social media is used right now and the importance that it has. And yet it's something that is important for businesses. So I really struggle with that value conflict of like, I know that I need to put myself out there. I know that this is an important platform, but I also want to stay authentic. And how do I stay authentic on this platform if I'm just not feeling it today? Or if I don't actually think that people should be wasting their time watching, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 minutes of Instagram video. (laughs) I I don't want to contribute to the problem, but at the same time, I know that it's important to do. Thank you so much, Kaylee. This was uh, an amazing conversation. And thank you for everything that you are sharing with respect to the importance of mental health and self-care and just just by sharing your story so authentically and transparent and being transparent with it, it just really helps other individuals who might be in a similar situation or just wondering that, you know, is there one way to approach success to know that you have permission to do things uh, in your own way. So I just wanted to thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I left my conversation with Kaylee feeling very inspired by her candor and her transparency about the fact that startup life wasn't for her. I also love her platform for Self Care Sunday and how she's been able to carve out a life that is true and authentic for her. Now, my goal with every episode of Filtered Perceptions is to not only share the stories of others, but to help you, my listeners, also connect with your own. Now, we're at my favorite point of the episode, which is to share the three reflection questions that were inspired by today's conversation. Now, grab a pen, or you can also refer back to our website at filteredperceptions.co for all of the questions. Now, here we go. Here's question number one. What role, persona, or title have you become known for but wish that you could let it go? Now, if you could wipe the slate clean, what would you really want folks to know about you? Question number two. What do you wish that you had more time for in your life? And our final question is, What activities bring you the most joy in your life? But how often are you making time for those activities? Now, if you answer any of these questions, please let me know. You can use our hashtag filteredperceptions on Twitter or Instagram. I would love to know how this process goes for you or if you've enjoyed the reflection questions that we've shared so far in season one. Now, this podcast is my personal passion project, and I hope that it is helpful in helping you to cultivate a deeper practice of self-care and well-being, and more so an awareness that success is so much deeper than what we see, and it's really about how we feel. You've been listening to Filtered Perceptions podcast that unravels our complicated perceptions about success and achievement by sharing unfiltered stories of growth and grace. Hosted by me, Siobhan John. 
Now, if you enjoyed or were inspired by this episode, I'd really appreciate if you shared it with a friend. And I'd also love if you took a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We publish new episodes bi-weekly on Wednesday. Now for show notes from this episode, including a list of resources that were mentioned, as well as all of our reflection questions, visit our website at filteredperceptions.co. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.